Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you? You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, DR Morgan Coaching. And the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited. So go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. So excited about this episode today. This is for the person who is working, who's hustling, who's focused on their career. This is for my doctors, lawyers, nurses, teachers, all of you professional folks out there, people who are business owners. Um, I see you. I know you're working very, very hard. And I also want to let you know that I get it. I've been there. I've been in your shoes where work takes up the majority of life. So I have a ton of compassion. So I'm I'm just want to do this little caveat before we dive into this episode that I get it. There's nothing wrong with where you're at. And I want to help you understand it. So you can start making informed decisions and and not um, acting unconsciously with how you're spending your time. Okay, so might be some tough love for some of you, but I think this episode needs to happen. I hope it's helpful to you. 
let's go ahead and just dive in. So this is for my workaholic and uh, fellow hustlers. All right. So why is working easier, easier than dating? Why is work easier than relationships? Well, there's a couple things. When we work harder at work, we get better results. When you put in more time, you put in more effort, you hone your skills, you're working harder. There's a positive correlation between working harder, better results. That is not the case in relationships. Relationships, it's often not about working harder putting in more, more effort, more time. Of course, it's part of it. But with relationships, it's about being able to actually slow down and show up in the right ways. So I may prefer spending hours and hours at my job because at least I know I'm going to get a good outcome for putting that energy in. When it comes to relationships, we actually have to release from the day today because there are going to be times where you show up in relationships or you invest energy and the result is not great. There's going to be those times. So there's no, um, there's no promise that by working harder, you're going to get a better result in your relationships. That's why a lot of people prefer to put their energy into their career because it feels easier to predict. It feels easier to trust that if I show up and I put my energy in, I'm going to get great results, right? Whereas relationships, it's about slowing down, doing that uncomfortable internal work, right? And being able to show up in the right ways. And oftentimes it's about not working harder and relaxing and allowing the relationships that are meant for you to come to you. So this is why I will see so many women who say, I'm just done. I'm done with dating. I'm just going to focus on my career that's what I can trust. And the sad thing is, is I see women who are amazing, who have incredible capacity for intimacy, who want to build an incredible partnership, and they're not making any space in their life for love. And I'm going to talk about why we're going to go into why. Um, and what what happens is, is then you get into your mid 30s, your late 30s, your 40s, your 50s, right? And you're you're looking around and you have this amazing professional life, yet your personal life is completely neglected and you feel sad and you feel alone and you feel like you ran out of time. I see this so much. That's why I'm talking about it. So ultimately, um, we do want to make space in our lives for our relationships. But work life is much easier because we know work harder and I get better results. Okay, my second point, why does this happen? Why do people prioritize their careers over relationships? 
Well, at some point, you may have learned that your worthiness is connected to achievement. So by achieving more, your personal worth is validated. So you may have some unconscious beliefs that include, I'm only worthy when I'm working hard. Uh, I'm only as valuable as my achievements. And these are probably unconscious, right? In order to be loved, I must accomplish goals. I must reach new um, new levels, right? In order to be loved. Think about it as humans. We do what we do uh, because of how we want to feel. We're motivated by how we want to feel. And a lot of times when it comes to achievement, to working harder, we have false beliefs around how we will feel once we achieve what we achieve. Okay. So you want to look at what are my beliefs around my worthiness and work? How do I associate my my worth and my productivity, right? I think it's so easy to think that I can only be worthy if I'm productive. So that's my second point. Okay, why else? This is my third point here. Why are so many women prioritizing work and their career over dating? The third point is you are hurt you are angry, you are bitter, you do not feel safe, you feel scared. I said a lot of emotions there. (laughs) Let me tell you something. When I went through a breakup um, and it was with someone who I was on and off with for four years and thought it was going to work out and put in so much time and energy and I was emotionally a wreck When I got out of that relationship, I went full on into protective mode, into, you've heard me say this before, bad bitch mode. I'm trying to think of what the male equivalent is that for my male listeners. What what is the bad bitch mode for men? I don't know. Guys, just let me know what it is. Um, But I went full into that mode and it was out of protection and it was because I was angry was really angry. Um, and I completely blocked myself off from any emotionally available, deeply connected relationships because it felt too vulnerable, too scary, right? So what did I do? I focused on my career. And as a psychologist at that time with a private practice in La Jolla, California. Shout out La Jolla. I miss that area. So beautiful. I had a dream office location. I could walk um, to a Whole Foods. I could be at the beach in 10 minutes. It was great. Anyways, uh, I was seeing anywhere from 30 to 38 clients a week. Can you imagine that? Doing like 30 to 38 hours of one-on-one therapy. All of my therapists listening are like, yeah, that's been there. That's crazy. And then just imagine having to hold space for that much. Um, what was I doing? I was throwing myself into my career because at least I could get some feeling of accomplishment out of it. And that way, 
I could stay protected. And it was also kind of a way to channel some of my anger, right? Because sometimes when we feel angry, when we feel hurt, we use that energy as motivation to achieve. And I want to let you know something. It's actually not great motivation. Because then when <laughs> when you heal the anger or when you let go of the anger, you become a much happier person. And then you also lose your drive to achieve. So for example, the the drive that I use in my current business of helping helping women have high self-worth and great relationships and serving them inside of the ESL program, my motivation is just helping as many women as possible. It's a very clean energy I'm connected to. Yeah, let me just serve as many women as possible and help them avoid some of the pain and heartache that I myself went through. And that kind of motivation is incredibly sustainable because it doesn't run out. Our desire to do good in the world doesn't run out, right? Um, but if we use anger or hurt or those kinds of emotions as motivation, it's a quick recipe for burnout. Um, and it's, it's a recipe for really kind of crashing in our careers. So I know I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but Many of you may have thrown yourself into work because you were angry. And when you let go of that anger, you may find you're working way too much. And you may find that you actually don't want to push that hard in your career. Um, but yeah, I've been there. I know so many of you have. And, and sometimes it's like, well, hey, let me show you. I'm going to achieve something really amazing. I'm going to get that promotion. I'm going to go start my own business. I'm going to, you know, finally get that dream car, whatever it is. But it can be motivation to work hard to earn something to prove your worthiness so that you're kind of like uh, an FU to your past. And like I said, that kind of motivation actually isn't always the best. Um and it's really keeping you closed off. And it's also when you are attracting people, it's causing you to attract people who are also not emotionally available and who are also workaholics. At that time in my life when I was, you know, throwing myself into private practice, I remember I would date people who were also workaholics and who had no time. And there was one person in particular who was always traveling for work that I'm thinking of. And he was so emotionally unavailable that even when I would get to see him, like which was maybe once a month, um, he would play video games while I was at his house. He really couldn't even engage in a conversation. Um, that was you know, nothing serious didn't last long, but those are the kinds of people that you attract when you yourself have not made any space in your life for true connection. Okay. All right. My fourth point here is that work is amazing. Careers are amazing. They're a big part of your life. You deserve to put energy into them. Absolutely. And it can bring you fulfillment, which is great. Here's the other thing I want you to think about, though, is that 
Your career can help you create your own sense of safety. And at the same time, you don't want it to be taking up so much of your life and so much of your time that you don't have any of that energy to give to your relationships. So work can be this incredible source of fulfillment. We can even build great relationships in our workplaces. I like to think that people on my team are building relationships and it's a good place to be. Um, And at the same time, every person who has a fulfilling career also deserves to have fulfillment in their personal relationships. And here's what I know to be true, because I've done this in my own life and I see it with um, the team members that we have. When you have great career fulfillment, it also helps you show up better in your personal life and vice versa. When you have great personal relationships and that fulfillment in your personal relationships with family, friends, a significant other, it also helps you show up better in your work life. So the two are connected. Because think about this, if I am fully dependent on my work to bring me fulfillment, I am going to be utterly crushed if things go wrong, if for some reason my position is taken away, right? Because I'm depending on it for my fulfillment. But if I have a strong base of my great personal relationships, then I know that no matter what happens at work, I can just show up, do my best, right? And the same, it's the, the opposite is true as well, right? If, if I was depending only on my personal relationships or only on my romantic relationship to bring me fulfillment, also a recipe for disaster. So Esther Perel talks about this. If you haven't checked her out, check her out. She has a great podcast, Where Shall We Begin? She's amazing. But she talks about how you cannot get all of your relationship needs met from one kind of relationship. So you have these work fulfillment needs you get met at work. You also have these personal deep connection intimacy needs that you get met in personal relationships, right? And everything in between. There's all kinds of needs, uh, social needs, relationship needs, so, you know, I think about our needs for a secure object for people that we can really rely on, depend on. Um, we have to acknowledge that one relationship cannot meet all of those needs, no matter how great your partner is, right? One person cannot meet all of those needs. It just, it's not possible. So What happens is sometimes if you're putting all of your worth and all of your happiness and all of your fulfillment, if you're putting it all on work, you might actually sabotage your work life too, which is not great. So anyways, I had four points here just to review them because I know I'm going on tangents. So number one, why do we prioritize work over relationships? Because work is pretty linear. It makes sense. If we work harder, we get better results. And our brain likes that. And it and we don't have to actually slow down, do the internal work, be vulnerable, do the scary thing, work on ourselves. It's just easier to show up 
and work harder. Okay, number two, your worth, your self-worth might be connected to achievement. Maybe as a child, that was the only time you got attention is when you were achieving, right? My third point was maybe you are hurt or you're angry or you feel bitter or you feel scared. You have some underlying emotions that are motivating you to work super hard in your career life while staying completely closed off in your relationship life. I see so many women in this place. And I just want to say, I get it. I've been there. You deserve healing. You deserve to have both. You don't have to choose. You can have a great career life and an incredible personal life as well. Both are available. And then the fourth point was understanding that you cannot get all of your needs met from one kind of relationship um, and that you might be focusing on work because you're trying to get your sense of safety and fulfillment um, met in that way. Um, But that by doing that, you might actually be sabotaging your energy. So you're not having any energy left over for your personal life. And the reality is, is that you need a personal life to support you in your work life in the in the long run. So I hope this episode spoke to you. Gosh, I needed to hear this episode about five years ago. Um, you know, it's so funny. Like think, think about the psychologist who's overworking herself, which is what I was doing. And I was helping all these people have amazing breakthroughs in their own personal lives Meanwhile, I was completely distracting myself from my own internal experience. Um, You know what? I forgive that that was where I was at. I understand that that was where I was at at that time. And I just want to acknowledge that um, I really needed this kind of message. I really needed to hear like, hey, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to also prioritize your own healing, your mental health, to prioritize your romantic relationships. It's okay to want an incredible career and an amazing, fulfilled romantic relationship. Both things deserve your time and energy. Both are worthy of investing into. All right, y'all. I really hope that you enjoyed this this episode. And of course, you know, I am always wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.